we're back. <laughs> um, all right, welcome back to another uh, TED Talking installment, episode nine, Beard After Hours. This was an interesting one. It wasn't quite the mushroom trip that we expected, but it kind of was. It kind of was, wasn't it? Eh, I, that's that's my whole my whole thought of this episode is is that sound. Eh, eh, eh. I, it was it. I was expecting so much more, and I don't know if that's because we built it up. I, I don't I don't know. I, my expectations were very high for this, and I just I don't feel like they were met. In my opinion, what we just had was a a, a hangover episode or, or just a fun night out that you and I have had how many times? Like we just fall times. into randomly, you know, just can't a even, crazy night. Can't even remember how many times we've had that night. <laughs> <laughs> Chime to that, and it is chiming on too. Um, all right, so okay, I, I can't remember if I said it on here, but I have had this thought recently, and I think we did last last week talking about leading up to this, and I was like, okay, we knew we thought we were getting ten episodes. And I felt like the Christmas episode and this episode were just kind of like extra episodes, possibly. And you know what? That's exactly what they were. Uh, This is a perfect segue into the Emmys, which just happened a couple nights ago. And Ted Lasso cleaned up. They were uh, nominated for 20 awards, and they ended up winning seven. Uh, A couple of the biggest ones were, um, let's see, Outstanding Casting for a Comedy Series. They won... Um, lead actor in a comedy, right? With Jason. Lead, lead actor Jason Sudeikis. Roy, Roy. Roy winning best supporting. Yes, his Male. his uh, f bomb tirated. Uh, he only dropped two. He only dropped two. So I didn't see the unedited version until today. Like, yeah. but I, I, I happened to be watching because it came on right after some football game, uh, and and like so it was just on because yeah. otherwise I would not care. Yeah. But it was on, and like that was like the second or third one they announced. And I thought that he went on a tirade because the way that they like bleeped it out, like yeah. when it was live, it's like four words on each side. And I was like, what in the world oh, did no, he it's, say? It's, 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 yeah. it's literally it just nothing. two two Fs. Uh, his voice in real life is a lot higher than the one on the show, which is funny. But <laughs> not like it's super high, but it's super low on the show. <laughs> um, I loved that uh, Hannah Waddingham, she won Best Supporting Actress. And her speech was great. She was very excited. She gave Keely a ton of shout outs. And then obviously they won they won outstanding comedy series, which is Dude, a she, big deal. she is Rebecca in real life. She like, seems I just, like I it. feel yeah. like I feel like that is exactly who she is. And then Katie was showing me pictures, uh, and I swear Higgins is Higgins. Like, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I swear Higgins is Higgins. Like yeah. he showed up, I guess, at the after party, changed into some cargo shorts. And was still wearing like loafers and the black sock. Like he was dad mode in that thing. Like nobody's was and was super messed up drinking so, on something. But it was awesome. So nominees that didn't win, but best supporting actor. I didn't realize that not only did uh, Roy win, but Nate the Great Higgins and Coach Beard were all nominated in that same category for this. So you had four characters, four actors on the same category for the same award from the same show. I mean, man. It's just unreal. It's unreal. I mean, think about we did our top five with everybody coming through. And I mean, all four of those were up there as like, you know, I don't know. Maybe Nate didn't get as many, but Nate got a few, though. He, he got a few. a few. I mean, Beard, Beard for sure. And Higgins were, were up there. So um, so shout out to them for that. I thought that was great. And um, so but what I was my whole point of what I was getting at was it confirmed my idea, my thought, because Sudeikis was asked in like some interview afterwards, like, 
you know, so you guys are greenlit for season three. Like, how many episodes are we getting? Are we getting 10 or 12? And he said they've asked for 12 ahead of time this time. So (laughs) apparently they got greenlit for 10 and then they said, but can you do two more? And that's where Christmas and beard after hours came from officially. He he like confirmed that. So these were, these were like, these these were filler episodes. These were secondary ideas that they had that they didn't fully build out. And then they did when they got, when they asked for two more. Now I, again, the, it wrapped the episode finished the, I think we watched it. Did we watch it Friday night? Maybe Saturday. As soon as it was done, I looked at Kimberly and I said, I loved it because it was Ted Lasso. That's the only reason. <laughs> like, yeah. I found sure. I found joy in it. But yes, you're right. It was 100% a filler episode, although there were still some good scenes. There oh, no, still there, some there good are quality stuff. scenes. And like I said, it, it's good. It was... I was expecting it like full hangover, like craziness. Oh I yeah, think. like you know, like yeah, this definitely going down the mushroom trail. Like I, I, I had I, all the confidence in the world that's where we were about to go, and and I just felt like it, it was very realistic. Yes, because I was like, you know, we've had those kind of nights where we've you know just fallen into randomness yes. and had the best night ever. We've random limos, we've gone to random events, yeah. gotten into random places that we had no business being in. <laughs> Like met people that there is no why. Why are we hanging out with them, Vinny from the Jersey Shore? Why are we hanging out with you right now? How did this even happen? I don't know. But like it, it just it's just Still random convinced. stuff. Oh, it was one hundred percent was. But um, yeah, you know, it's just it was. I don't know. It was fine. I, I just wanted more. So let's so let's get into it. It'll be a little bit shorter this week because we don't have some as many storylines. You know what I'm saying? So I think we'll just kind of walk through it. I actually didn't take notes. So we're just going off the top. If I miss a scene, we'll just have to kind of pick up there. But uh, we we had a cliffhanger last week. We saw Coach Beard try to go walk it off. And so we pick up right at that scene. And I think what's the first thing we see is he goes to his house, right? And he's like pours himself a drink and he's uh, watching the news. Go ahead. First thing we see that I do think deserves mention is I didn't expect him to go straight home. Right, like like you. I just thought he was going straight dancing. out. Yeah, I thought he was going straight out. Yeah, but the theme song yep. was its own acoustic, different kind of version. Yeah, and I thought you would appreciate that and lock in on that you know, with did. the musicalness. It was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Just like the Christmas episode, we had a different intro. Uh, this is Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. You know the band Wilco. So oh yeah, it okay. was him. It was him that played that version, and it was definitely a much more like somber like kind of melancholy version. I mean, Beard's sitting there. One of those where like the whole world's spinning around him. He's just sitting in his chair. Um, but yes, I did think it was cool. And I all, it was another one of those where I was like taken back and I was like, this isn't normal. This isn't li- this isn't how it's supposed to be. <laughs> so, Dude, so you know what we've talked about? Like is it, these are the two afterthought uh, episodes, right? And they're the two that got a different theme song. Uh, like it's the same theme song, but a different. Like that's that's that's, they, that's they, a little crazy. They literally put them in their own little buckets. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I kind of like it. It was like, all right, we've got two extra episodes. Let's just get creative with it. And the Christmas one was unbelievably oh, good. Yeah. This one was good. It was just kind of its own quirky thing out there. So, um, I loved Thierry Henry giving Coach Beard shit uh, through the TV a whole episode. <laughs> The whole episode and it's again, a constant callback. It wasn't officially a mushroom trip, but the fact that like the TV and, and everything kind of started molding in with real life. It was like, what's real? What's not the whole time. But anyways, he goes home 
and he's getting ragged on on the TV, which I couldn't even now going back the second time. I couldn't tell, like, was he still just hallucinating that too? Not hallucinating, but was he making that up in his mind too? Did that really happen? Because they pointed him out he was on a, TV. He was imagining everything. Our, everything was real up until I think the commentators turned it to Coach Beard because who yeah. talks about an assistant coach? Yeah. Like, nobody talks about it. Like, no offense, but nobody talks about the assistant coach. Coffee Unless table. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, yeah. The, 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 chessboard the, coffee I know table. You're sad and lonely <laughs> because you have a chessboard coffee table. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. It's fair. Uh, but I will also say before he leaves uh, his apartment to go back out because he's just, you know, like, you know, shut up, Terry Henry. Uh, he, he does chug a beer, and he chugs a beer way better than we've seen Ted chug uh, different beverages he, throughout, the, uh, throughout oh, the season. He doesn't have a drinking problem <laughs> like Ted does. Or does he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know, man. All right. So we talked about this. I think, I think this is the last episode. We talked about some of the supporting background characters. And so he, he ends, you know, leaves his apartment, goes over to the pub with May. We get to see him have a great interaction with May. And then the whole big portion of this, obviously it's all beard, but a big portion also has our three little compadres yes. hanging out with him. We were trying to speculate who was going on this trip with him. I know. And it was the three guys. It was it awesome. Couldn't, couldn't have been three better characters because they're always so quirky and goofy and funny. And they were the best to go on this journey with beard. Um. Dude, do you remember the three questions he got asked when they came and sat down with him? Okay, hold on. One, what is Ted like in real life? What was the first one? I remember the set. The last one was like, how do you explain life in this infinite universe or something crazy? Yeah, so it was, have you ever been to Vegas? Vegas, Vegas, What's Vegas. Ted like behind closed doors? Yeah. And does it ever concern you that the universe is infinite, but consciousness can end at any second? <laughs> uh, and he answers it, yeah. One night is, is good in Vegas. Two nights is perfect. Three nights is too many. Too many. That's just a man. Just Calm a man. down. <laughs> uh, and then the next one goes, oh, you want to talk about the fragility of life? I have thoughts. I have thoughts. And like, it just takes off from there. Dude. The, I loved the, it. The chug, loved it. The chug back and then he comes forward and the whole table's covered in beers. It's fantastic, man. Been there too. So uh, I, but, I did look up their names though. Oh, I don't know what those are. What they, are they have names. Okay. Well, I feel bad because I just um, so Baz, Jeremy, and Paul are their names. Wouldn't have known that, even after watching this episode twice. I don't know why. I I don't know. No idea. Never would have guessed it. Never would have guessed it. I do want to give a shout out though. I think it was Evan uh, when we did uh, some of the random kind of crazy conspiracy theory stuff. And when uh, you know Beard does come back to, he does say, you know, and if like everything that I have seen leads me to believe that we're entirely in a simulation, <laughs> and like just keeps going on with it, and like I, th- I feel like that part probably got overlooked, and I thought it was hysterical. It made me, it made me, it made me laugh. Beard, out loud. Beard has the conspiracy. He's already referenced QAnon now. He's referenced. Yeah. He's referenced that everything is a simulation. <laughs> uh, Beard's the, your fringe guy. And uh, it's beautiful. So, so he's got the boys at the bar. They decide to go out, and they don't have any clothes. But May pulls up this raggy box of like left behind clothing, and all of a sudden we've got this thrift shop, thrift store raggle of guys that's like ready to go they're, hit the they're town. They're strutting too. Like yeah, they dude. are strutting. That's yes. the, that that scene when you see them. Well, really, I guess it was walking into was it Bones and Honey. But when they're like strutting in, you know, like all confident, like all I saw was like the scene from Hangover where the guys are trying to walk out to the yes. elevator. Like, at the, like that's all I saw. And I was like, oh, it's about to get real. Yeah. Um, so, so they go to Bones and Honey and this is some ritzy high end bar. You've got Oxford scholars there. That's not even what they sounded like. I just wanted to sound mean, arrogant. <laughs> I don't know. 
I just uh, <laughs> just finished watching White Lotus as well, which we'll talk about later at some point. But wanted to sound like uh, Shane from that show. Wow, that was a whole whole different thing. But okay, so they end up at um, Bones and Honey, and they can't get in at first. I thought this was a pretty funny thing when they they call the the hostess and tell her that her flat is burning down. <laughs> she runs Ooh. out. Uh, you did what Cher couldn't even do. <laughs> Like, dude, it was but beautiful. I, I love when they're in the elevator and one of them says, do you feel bad about that with what's her name? And he's like, tomorrow will be the best day of her life. She'll never look at her apartment any like any better than she will tomorrow because she'll be happy that she has it. It's like you have to almost – I love that it was so profound of a, of a statement. Like you you don't appreciate it till you think it's gone. <laughs> dude, but it was he, very he, heavy. That's, that's – that's Beard, though. That is how he talks. That's how he interacts. That is his lifestyle. It is very deep, intricate thought. And then all of a sudden, in the same breath, snap to, hey, who, who wants me to go bomb an overpriced beer? Like, it is, there is zero transition with him. Yes. Like, it, there is, it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how well-rounded and, and just all over the place that he really can be. Uh, and, and we see that when he does start, you know, talking to the guys about, you know, him living in Oxford and being a, and, you know, I'll neither confirm nor deny Faking many an accent uh, out at, at different bars and, and, and his pub establishments, uh, trying to talk to people and convince them of some tomfoolery and go along with it. But I have never been able to do it to that degree. That, that was, was it. Was insane. impressive. It was impressive. And what what were we Irish? Were we Scottish? What what accent was that at that time? He just whipped I'm it out. Sh- he just dude, went, he went hard too, hard. And then Professor McGonagall, because like they couldn't even remember what he said. Like <laughs> they're like, I don't pr- know what he Professor said, but Professor McGonagall. McGonagall. What's trig? <laughs> What's trig? Oh, okay, the bats. Um, so and then at the same time, we've got like this like almost Matrix style like lady in the red dress at the bar who he's making eyes with the whole time and like trying to get over uh, Jane, right? And yep, yep. Uh, so, anyways, so. He ultimately finds himself in a trippy room with like some lava lamp TVs going on, and uh, again, kind of again, not really mushroom trippy, but also kind of mushroom trippy. And then all that, of a sudden, that part was like one of the most times I was like, "All right, what's happening?" Yeah, Thierry Henry again talking some smack to Coach Beard, which the fact that they've got these like legends in the it's just fantastic. But um, so rips his pants, gets thrown out, doesn't have the credentials or whatever, and then he sees the lady outside. And uh, <laughs> their dialogue was hysterical. <laughs> Dude, it was. It was. It took me a minute to like be like, "What is happening?" I, like, yes, I, she, she was a strange. Like, I, I, I even wrote down. Like, I wrote down mystery strange lady. She was. I, we odd. don't. We don't. We don't learn until later. Her name was Mary, and that's just kind of through happenstance of conversation with her jealous yes. husband. But it was a very crazy, weird intricate flirty but like i live over there i, don't even know. I live over yeah. there and he goes do you mean in that pointy building and she says no and it, that was it that was the scene he's like no. uh, well here give me your trousers you're not the boss of me hold on hold on before that before that when he rips the tr- she's like we have strict uh whatever laws here and he's like an exposed ass could bring down all of uh all of britain and he said how dare you talk about uh, prince richard that <laughs> prince andrew i'm prince sorry andrew. prince andrew that way dude that one slid under there but it was 
That it was, was quality. Prime. That was it prime. It was quality. Oh my gosh. Oh, dude. And then uh, we we did find out that uh, Beard's a briefs guy, right? Because you get to see that walking away. Uh, and, uh yes. Yeah. <laughs> was, like when he turned, I because at first I didn't realize how ripped they were. And when he turns around, I'm like, oh, 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 yeah, okay. okay, got you, yeah, got that's you. That's an exposed you. arse. Yes. That is an exposed arse. But then, yeah, gets up to uh, to her house so she can fix his trousers. And she's and then, even more weird. <laughs> even weirder. And and she's just she likes to collect men's trousers That's who have kind, been in her kind life. kind of her thing. It's kind of her thing. That's we what find, her husband we find that saying, out. We right? find that out later. Yeah, it's kind of her thing. And, like, so so he, he hands them. She gives him the most ridiculous, like, Elton John-looking pants. The stars, the stripes, time. the, I mean, just rock star. Like, rolling, rolling Stones, Elton John, Dude, you know, David Bowie, like, rock star pants. Fantastic. Which, call back to the Emmys, in the after party, he was wearing those pants. No. Yes. Can you show me? Like I said, can she show me the picture? Uh, That's amazing, dude. He has become like as a person and a human being one of my favorite people. It's amazing. Like he is hysterical. Uh, But anyway, uh, so yeah, did that, and she's like, "Well, where did you even get these pants?" And she she says, uh, "From from an ex lover." Oh, whatever happened to him? He's dead. He's dead. And He's like dead. that was like, what? What are we oh. doing here? Like this is the weirdest hmm. flirting. And ever. it was just I don't a, understand. His response was up. Okay, very, uh, and then okay. someone he just met at the bar, and they're having a very larger dialogue about loved ones. And she's like, "Have you ever been in love?" And he's like, "I've been thinking about it all day." <laughs> or yeah. so there's just he's talking about his relationship and the whole thing. Um, I figured we would get to this at some point, but you notice a theme that happened multiple times. But he drops his keys the whole time. Okay, I wanted to ask you about this, so I wrote I wrote it down. Yeah. All right. So here here's what I got. The first time he drops them. He is at the pub with May, right? Yes. He just tells May that, you know, hey, him and Jane broke up. She yeah. starts giving him shit, and he yeah. turns around and his, his keys fall out. But it is very, like, he drops his keys. Like, the, the keys don't fall out of his pocket. No. I he, feel like he drops his keys. Yes. Right? He just doesn't want to go. All right. Yeah. So the second one is when he drops uh, at, at Mary's house when he's handing her his pants. Yep. That one, I, I feel like, could have fallen out, but I also just, he just, he didn't care. Right. Yes. Third time, uh, which we'll get to in a second, but he's fighting it, fight. Jamie's dad in the alley. Yep. Right. Um, and then the fourth time, the key just breaks off yeah, in the in lock. The door. And finally does get back home. Let, let's come what, back. What let's is com- the significance of this? Let's come back to that one once we get to the door. How about that? All right. Fine. So, fine. big man, I love the FaceTime <laughs> with the answer. big man. Do not answer. Oh, it's a joke. And then he answers, and it's like he's about to get his ass I'm kicked. I'm going to kill you. This jacked dude. Who's got a voice more intimidating than Roy Kent? Anyway, saying something. I know. So we end up on the roof, and then he jumps off like a four-story building into a trash can, into a trash bin. Dude, all I was thinking of was the very first scene from like what is the other guys when The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson jump <laughs> off that building? Like, hey, you got this? Yeah, I got that. They you just think, jump off. You think? Guy. Hey, you think of what I'm, I'm like, thinking? What yeah, yeah. <laughs> aim for the bushes. <laughs> No bushes. It's all cockroaches. There, there weren't even bushes there. There was there was an, weren't even. There. What were they thinking? Dude, and he he lands and then it's like pause and all of a sudden pops up like he just got a brand new rush of adrenaline in life and I'm like, who is this? This man? is just not. This is not a TV show that has these kind of things in it. I was like, what are we watching? It was, it was a trip. So he takes off running. Um. Oh, I think is this when he ends up at the hotel? 
I love that scene, by the way. Not yet. This is, is that not here? So he, 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 he's getting chased. He pulls the whole disappearing scene behind the bus from the big guy. Oh, yes, and the then bus. And the lady, the lady calls him out on the bus like he yes. hasn't paid it first. He hasn't, he hasn't paid. And she called him out. He got kicked off. And as soon as he uh, kind of gets off, that's when he goes to the hotel. And that was hysterical. Goes to the front desk guy, which I can relate to this in many, many ways. But <laughs> late night front desk guy, he's like, are you a guest? And I love how he says no. And then there's no further conversation for this guy. He's like, well, then have a good night then. Yep. <laughs> he's like, nope, that's it for me. Um, won't give him the phone. And then the, the conspiracy in him to, to be like, this is why I'm not going to give you my personal cell phone because you're going you're gonna to put malware on my phone and you and fake Milani are going to steal my identity <laughs> to go off on your private island. <laughs> and then convince me to download a bunch of inappropriate pictures and images of <laughs> MI5 is going to come. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? I, I've, been, uh, I've been playing this game too long. He's like, what game? What game are we? <laughs> Escalated quickly. I'm t- the whole time, I am just in a trip. I am in a trip. It was. <laughs> Could you have done that or watched one of your employees do that? The the front desk person? Yeah. I mean, I've lied to guests a lot, but that's <laughs> that's a lot, right? Like, that was too, that's too far. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're white lies. Lied to guests a lot. Yeah. You have to, to make them. They're like toddlers. You need to finish. Oh, no. Phone's broken, bro. Sorry. You need to finish White Lotus. Did you even start right. again? I haven't started okay, yet. Okay, well, hey, it's only six episodes. Listen, I'm traveling all next week, so I'll have time. When you're rocking um, Little Man at night and you can't sleep, it's perfect time. It's a little rough. It's dark. All right, moving on. Uh, I loved the hotel deal there. So I think he leaves, and then is this when the limo catches back up to him? Am I missing so the, missing this up? When, when oh, no, this is the hotel fight. is when he finds yeah. our, you know finds the three guys in a distant alley, tries to run up to him to get some help. And, it's, and of course, it's James, it's James Tot. Dad. It's James Tot Sr. And, and his, his two buddies, Bug and whoever the other guy nah, was. I don't know the other guy's name, but... Um, Drops, a fight brew breaks out. Drops yep. his keys yeah. Jimmy again. Grimes, Jimmy Grimes, Bugs, and Jamie Tart. All right, so a little background here because I did look this up because I there were some things that were just references, and this is probably bad of me, but this is also kind of a, a an indication of football in America anyways, but like I don't know all of the history behind the clubs and the songs and the culture of the actual, you know, we're, we're only exposed to so much online and through games like nbc as soon as the match is over they cannot get away from the game fast enough there's no like that you maybe get a little snip of a post-match interview and stuff like that but anyways blue moon you'll notice the little blue moon did you did you see it throughout it kind of followed him around and everything this is manchester city's like song from 1934 it's their like club song is blue moon and it's their celebration song and is that the one that all the people are singing when he's getting onto the the tram in the beginning I would assume it is. I would assume it okay. is. I can't. I don't know for sure. But then the actual blue moon follows him around. When they get to the fight scene, um, it is Mumford, one of the brothers, singing Blue Moon. He's singing that song. And so the whole idea is that the loss, Manchester City, has been following him around all night long. It's the blue moon. It's just rubbing it in, rubbing in the loss the whole time. So I, I saw it the first time, but the second time I had to go back and kind of look it up online. And that, I mean, again, very well done. But that is great. It, did, it went over my head the first time. So, oh, the, you know what I was thinking the whole time I saw it because obviously it's very noticeable, right? The moon itself. Oh, they uh, focused. They, it they, they they made yes. sure that it was a, it was in there. 
And the whole time I'm looking at it, and we we hear towards the beginning when he's about to really go out that pubs in England close at 11.30. And then he's walking around, and I'm like, all right, well, if it's only a little past 11.30, that moon's way too low. I'm very confused on where the, the what time is it right now? That's that's the only thing that's going on in my head is like, is, are they just trying to like try to see how late it is or like what's going on? That yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, so they get in a fight, he gets beat up, and then Thierry Henry shows up again. The two commentators are physically there and they're like talking smack to him again, and they're basically saying like, it, you know, he was looking to get the shit beat out of him tonight. Basically, yep. you know, he was looking to get beat up. He, what did he, he could, say to him? He couldn't accept he love from like his the people that love him and stuff. Something they, like that. Yeah, that one. My favorite one, and I don't, I don't know if it was here, maybe it was the next time that they jump in, was he needs a pep talk to even kill himself, and I would like to give him that pep talk. I think it was here. <laughs> I think it was here, and I was like, wow, that's freaking that's dark. That's Wow, 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 wow. Um, all right, so then all of a sudden, big buff guy who's – wife gave him the pants and who was kept keeping his other pants she said you could keep those <laughs> i love that one well they look weird on you <laughs> he shows up saves the day and then we think he beats up the other guys to beat him up and it turns out he's just returning his phone and wallet because she's explained everything so i thought that was a really funny scene when they're kind of walking away today and yet again he still rubs it in he's like also about the match today man Oof. i'm not even a fan <laughs> but yikes that was, that was rough. And his voice was deep, man. Um, when he when he says cheers or whatever, goodbye, and he gets on that little Razor scooter. <laughs> yes, dude, it was so great. Dude. It was so good. He had this like 240-pound, like six foot four jacked dude. Just rides off on a little Razor scooter. That <laughs> was funny. Like, no big deal. It was great. It was great. I do want to call out, though, that he mentions in their conversation that uh, he's trying to get better, right, because Mary, uh, his yeah. wife, is pregnant with it, with their baby and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yet she, they met at a bar when he was, she was drinking, her and beard. I'm like, what, 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 what are we doing here? What, oh. are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing, England? What kind of rules you got going on over there? What's your cultural, like, a societal thing doing here? You're letting oh, me walk around drinking. Oh, What's happening? Oh, Corey, I didn't even, like, put the two together because oh. they, were, they were separated by time and she wasn't there. Oh, yeah. I put it together. Oh, well, man. I'll put it together, and I'll tell you an inside story um, Yikes. that hopefully Katie won't listen to. So when before we found out that Katie was pregnant with Jonah, I mean, he, uh, she had to have been like two, a week or two weeks pregnant at the yeah. most pregnant with him. But obviously too early for us to know or tell or anything. Yeah. We went out, and we went pretty hard uh, at, at Katie McNutt, our, our uh, maid of honor. Uh, we were down hanging out with her where she lived right outside of Tampa at the time. And uh, to the point where there's a crazy straw in a bottle of Maker's Mark. And mm. she is just like, just going to town. Mm, uh, got fun. some pictures, got that well documented, and then found out like four weeks later that she was pregnant. And I have never let her live that. I was like, I can't believe you tried how, to do this to my child. How dare you? How <laughs> Every dare time you? that he like does something like just, just childish, I'll look at her and be like, you know what? This is silly straw. This is why. This is why. <laughs> this is your straw. fault. <laughs> she doesn't find it as funny as I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, he gets picked up and then uh, he turns his phone on. He's got like, I'm freaking 45 missed calls and a hundred and something missed text messages from Jane. And, uh, finally returns his love. Yes. She says she loves him. She wants him to come visit him or, or see her or whatever. And then his phone dies. His reaction was so elementary and like childish. It was, I don't know if they're playing on that, but like his like scream and then his like weird, like 
hunched over, hunched over yeah. dance like 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 tantrum almost like yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I still don't like I don't know if I don't want him to get back with her really. But like they were playing oh, that they're up, back. Like, yeah, I know. So, anyways, okay, he go he's go he's walking to where he thinks his home, and then sure enough, we see our boys from the bar. They come back, boys from the pub, and uh, they pick him up. They're all apparently they won a bunch of money off their Oxford friends, and uh, they got a limo with their winnings. <laughs> Living large, <laughs> and Living large. They're ready for beard. This is the night that will never end. They say, and uh, so they pick him up, and they're like, "Where to?" He's like, "Take me home." Like yep. like Just like so Cody, melancholy. like Cody yep. on a Savannah cobblestone road <laughs> at one thirty a.m. Just hey, take me home. <laughs> just t- just take road. hey just take me home take me home oh that's so. funny oh that was good and that then back good. to the key thing so he gets home they drop him off they bounce well, um hold on before oh, we get to that okay before we get to that okay. he they never want the night to end in beard in true beard fashion he doesn't want to be the party pooper even though he's going to go home and poop on the party right so he does give them the address say oh. hey go tell renee the beard said it's okay. That's we, all he gives them. Before yeah, the nothing. before the keys, let's do that. Let's do that then. Yeah. So we, we cut yeah. back to that later, and they're at some sketchy, sketchy-ass door, and Ooh. apparently Renee answers. It's, like, got spray paint over everything, and uh, they walk through this, like, tunnel underground, and they say it's, like, they turn on this light, and then it's, like, heaven. But it's not heaven. It's Nelson Road, baby. Nelson Road. Dude, I, how much of a dream is that? Like, for you to go to, like, you know, play football at Bryant-Denny or at Nissan. I mean, well, I know we've done both. But, you know, yeah. like, do ex- just stuff like that. Like, if you're a super fan. Like Stanford Bridge for the, the, for Chelsea would be, like, oh, unreal. Unreal. Right? Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, that would be huge. Like, so you say you're having the best night of your life. That is the ultimate cherry on top for them that Beard was able to deliver. And it was beautiful that, that was a shining spot in the whole episode of like feel good because it was very weird and i was like i don't know how to, i'm pretty conflicted on this whole ri- roller coaster ride and kimberly was like pretty adamant she was like i just i just didn't really like that episode and i was like she was like the one thing she did say though was the scene with the boys on the pitch was the most heartfelt like because i mean you can tell these guys come from humble like very blue collar guys yep they you know the beer is too expensive like they even the jersey at the beginning you know what i'm saying like i just to see but them they get, love their team but man. they love and through and through and man to see them uh get out there on the field was was awesome but that's just great chime on um i also in doing that i did look up you know nelson road is what they call it um afc richmond's field pitch but in real life, I didn't realize they're using Crystal Palace's stadium, Selhurst Park. So if we actually see that, that's actually um, where Crystal Palace plays. You know, cool. Any, any, I'm not really afraid of any palace that's made out of crystal. You know what I'm saying? So, um, <laughs> now that makes it even funnier. Then they've done. Oh, that was a good call. I know, right? Because they're because they're because they're using. I didn't even. I should have looked it up before, but. Well done. Well done. All that right, was, so he gets to the crazy. house, and he's got the key. He's got key issues, man. Dude's got key issues. He okay, breaks what, it off. What, what does this symbolize, though? Because I, I was trying to think about it, and I honestly, like, I couldn't put it together. Am I, I, could, am I missing something? I, I missing? It has dude, to symbolize something. I was right there with you. I talked to her about it tonight again, and I was like, the only thing I can think of is his home is, like, 
your private place where you keep, that's where you can be the most vulnerable. So maybe it's his heart. Like maybe it's like he won't open up. He, he keeps trying to throw away the keys to like his vulnerability. They talked about uh, people, you know, him not letting people in, not, not accepting support from the ones that loved him. But dude, I don't know. That doesn't, doesn't do fit think, in the lock like a key would. Yeah. Do, I mean, and I don't think this does either, but do you think that, it had something to do with like subconsciously he didn't want to go home. He wanted to be driven to Jane knowing that she was out. And so like Ooh. subconsciously he just, yeah. like, I can't go home if I don't have my keys. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything really there. I feel like there's gotta be more than that. I know just because of how this show has done so many things, but I just, I just don't know what it is. I just, there's gotta be more. Uh, and I bet Reddit has a whole thread. I was about to say, let me, I'm going <laughs> to look it up as we go, but I, it stumped me cause it was very, very, um, in your face. Like it was, yep. that, that was a, a clear thing. Um, so I, I don't really know. Um, but anyway, so we, we end with that. Right. And then like the night can't get any worse. He's locked out of his house. Huge thunderstorm. Right, just starts automatically. Like I'm going to rain on your parade, man. You will not win today. You just you will not win at anything. So it takes off trying to find some shelter, uh, and and right down the road uh, there's a there's a church. Right, so he's able to go in. Did you put it together when when you saw the original neon like cross that was kind of lit up there? I, that so it was I, the same from her original picture. I did, and and we saw it when he was on the bus too he actually drives by that pink cross that purple cross oh i missed that i just saw it on this for the second time and um so that one really stuck out plus it was the photo in the freaking promo so i knew he was going to end up in the club with the cross which kind of gave that away which sucked but anyways i digress but um up there and gives one of the greatest drunk rambling prayers that I think dude, I have heard. Dude, that like, was that one was that was, was by far one of the best moments of this of the uh, the show. Before we get to that, when it does start raining, when he's about to leave, it's very Hollywood esque. Doesn't it feel very old school movie? Yeah. Like the camera angle, like backed up as like the rain fell down, and he's like, "No." <laughs> it's Shawshank Redemption style. Yeah. Yes. Very much that. But dude, he had some zingers in the prayer. <laughs> dude, uh, what is it? But I'd rather be with her. But here I am with you. Yes. Uh, Jane Payne, P-A-Y-N-E. P-A-Y-N-E. Which you probably already knew that. But if you want uh, to look her up, I'm not sure. I don't know. You're probably pretty busy. Um. <laughs> Dude, it's like such a rambling conference. But like, you know, you had a couple too many. You've had those kind of conversations. Like you've just, you've done that before. And that's also what, it makes it real. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't a bad episode. But it was just, it was almost too real. Like it was just like, this, this is, I could see this happening. Like this, this is life this isn't this isn't ted lasso this isn't over the top this isn't something crazy this is this could happen to me friday night dude maybe not me i've got a baby yeah maybe not you but Um, you could happen to you dude i wish i could remember i should have written down some of those lines that he had in there my favorite one was jane Payne, p-a-y-n-e just in case you (laughs) wanted to look her up i don't know i know you're busy um (laughs) that one got me dude it was it was and like it it did like show though like he was very alone and very sad and i think that's kind of what everything else really led us to right you see that it doesn't matter what's starting to go well it always ends poorly for him yeah uh, at least this night and he just ends up sad and alone and a lot of that is by his own choosing right right uh, you know he chose to leave jane because she wouldn't show him 
the same affection and everything else. He chose to, uh, you know, walk home by himself away from the team to be alone. He chose to, you know, pretty much go to that back room by himself away from everybody to kind of relax and then ends up getting kicked out. And, like, he just – he makes a decision every step of the way just to end up alone and sad. Yeah. Everything is going good, just nope, bye. And then all of a sudden, and very – what I feel like is uh, cinematic European fashion, there is a, a techno – rave going on inside of this church which i don't know how you don't hear that when you come in the first time do you know what no I'm saying? it's fine it's not a big deal it's hollywood it's cool um and so he goes downstairs and <laughs> he like starts to feel the beat build and then he just lets go see that is what i was expecting this whole episode to be yeah like the the last like six minutes of this I, that's what i was expecting the whole episode <laughs> to be as him just going wild yeah like that's what i really was expecting and hoping to see uh but it was good and the dude he's a hula hoop king the dude gets the, i mean he is a hula hoop king the the hula hoop was very funny especially when like it's so it's still so awkward in the moment when she sees jane and she like just puts this hula hoop over his head. <laughs> Here, like, wear this. Wear, hey, do, do, hey, 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 do this now. It's like, what, <laughs> what? Thanks. I have, I've been trying to see you all night tonight too. But he uh, just, cool. he just took it. And then he gets up on the stage. He's going wild. And then totally forgot about this till just now. When Thierry Henry is at the bar and the guy, it's like a, this is a club. It's a disco as they like to call it. And he's like, do they serve food here? He goes, they do for me. And then he wipe, swats his <laughs> hand away. <laughs> Dude, that one got me. This did bring me to an important question that I feel like we have to decide for the people. Okay. How old is too old to go to a club? Mm. See, like Coach Beard, though, he he's an international man of mystery, though. He can do whatever he wants to. Maybe it's just I your style. I'm not discounting that. Not discounting that. See, like I feel like as you get older, you get more into that bone, bones and honey type, you know, crowd. Yes. Right, a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah. That's, that's that. I understand that. Yes, but I have a hard time. Like I would have a hard time right now at thirty-one going to a like. I just I can't do that anymore. I would I, struggle. I, just, I would feel uncomfortable. There, I would feel I, old. We were all in college at one point. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't want to be the creepy guy that's all on the dance floor, you know, like, yeah. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing oh, eh, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not so much. We have honky tonks here in Nashville and that is a lot more easy. Uh, I'm not, not going to say easy going, but you know, what? there's no dancing. You're just listening to live music and screaming at the person next to you. These guys are really good. And <laughs> they're pretty they, like, he should be a professional. That's what everybody's in there. Like, I don't know why he's not famous. I'm like, there's like 5,000 of these guys. They're all cookie cutter. They all do the same thing. Don't worry about it. Those, those type of places though. Like I could see it like that. That's, that's <laughs> fine. Right. I don't know. I, maybe it's just the there's dancing. no age. There's no age that, requirement, but there. I don't know. Like, cause now I'm thinking that culturally too, uh, like if you go to like a salsa, club or something like you see people that uh, grandpas are out there doing salsa and like that's fine mm-hmm. that's normal I, there's something about like just like the club mdma like ecstasy like that kind of vibe oh like, like a I'm rave like, like an actual yeah. rave and that's well that's kind of where he was at at the that's end that's where he was club. at like, for sure it just it, it didn't sit with me anymore i was like yeah this is uh, how mm, mm, can't do it can't do it um well, it, it worked well for him. And then uh, oh, one of the other things I, I forgot, at some point he's walking. This just hit me. When he's walking and he looks up at the – he doesn't even look up, but the screens behind him are showing him falling over the, the sign again. 
Yes. I thought that yes. one was pretty good. I that thought that was pretty was solid. Um, so anyways, we, um, we, we close out at the club. It just kind of fades to black and then wake up the next day. We have like not seen man. We've not seen. He's like the mailman. He looks good in shorts. Um, always delivers. And, uh, he is wearing those freaking pants still. Yes, I loved it. He wears the pants in. He's got a nice little shiner. He tells the boys that he uh, is fine. He slept late and he fell off the bed. And, and Roy politely said, yeah, because that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely no one believes him. Um, uh, it, it's, it, it's great. Did you notice when they're zooming out of the office, though, uh, the, the Latin phrase that is now kind of next to the belief sign on the wall that they've, they've kind of adopted as their own? I saw it, but I don't. it didn't register with me. Gradarius Thermus Victoria. Slow and steady when the rain. Oh yeah, I was a national Latin uh, scholar. No, Whatever, no, no I, big deal. I was just a translate, <laughs> translate for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, slow and steady when the race. When the race, okay. which I thought was a okay. pretty little uh, deal there, especially after getting embarrassed by Man City. Well, slow and then and steady when the race. drawing fourteen matches or whatever. Yeah, that'll Dude. that'll do it as well. Um, so closed loop. You know, I guess if they were going to add one, this is a nice little. Side mission, as Evan would have said, you know, um, any closing thoughts? I mean, again, I just, it was weird, but again, we, we didn't go super deep into beard really either. It was just like this present trip, this present time trip, like just a crazy night. And, uh, again, because it's this show, I still enjoyed it. There were still moments that were great. It didn't take me as high or low as, uh, the other episodes, but I will say the guys, the, the guys from the pub on the pitch was just heart. That was the highest for me for this one. But, uh, man, yeah, I don't know. It's a trip thoughts. No, it was, it was good. It was, it was just a, you know, it's a Tuesday night, you know, like, uh, let's just see what happens. Uh, it was a Tuesday night for maybe 10 years ago, but it, uh, you know, it, I, I, I did, I liked it, but it definitely wasn't something that I'm going to go back and like, that's not going to be one that I rewatch. Right, I mean, all the other ones. I'll, 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 I'll do Christmas all, all one. Long. I'll probably watch the Christmas one like every year. Christmas one was yeah, that'll be that'll be added to like the Office Christmas list. Yes. right? when you go through and watch Ex- some of those episodes. Exactly. Dude. Yeah, that's that's gonna be up there. I will. Uh, the 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 quote that I do want to pull away was a very simple one, but it was one that I I took a lot from because it, it to me said a lot about Beard. And it was at the pub scene or the Bones and Huddy scene when the, they were talking to the Oxford guys and everything. And one of the, you know, Buzz Aldrin or Jimmy Grimes or whatever those three guys said, you know, is like, how do you know so much about Oxford? And he goes, well, I dated a girl at Oxford. And I listen more than I talk, right? And I think that that's something that we could probably all learn from, especially as I say this, talking into a microphone, <laughs> that I should probably listen more than I talk but it allows us to kind of learn and understand. And I think that kind of goes along with the whole idea of to be curious, not judgmental, right, that we hear from season one. And I just, I loved it. I thought it was beautiful and a good way to kind of show who Beard truly is behind the scenes. He looks out for people and, and you know, to, to his own, you know, degradation at some point. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Ted talking. Noink!